Hello, and welcome to both a new year and the first episode of the Blizzard Watch podcast of said year. Uh, I'm Matt. I am the host. With me this week are my fantastic co-hosts. Uh, every time I say that, I immediately try to figure out like what gamma powers they would get. No, sorry, Cosmic Rays. Cosmic <laughs> Rays. Uh, first up is Liz Harper, the EIC and overall Grand High Poobah site. Liz, what do you think you'd get from the Cosmic Rays? What powers would you get? Oh, wow. Um... I, I, I would like to do the mind reading thing. I think that's just, you you know what everyone is thinking. And then that inner voice you have that's always worried that people are thinking horrible things about you and criticizing you. You can just say, oh, yeah, they they don't even care. They're not thinking about me at all. Okay, I can stop worrying about that. Uh, I only hope that you're right about that. Because if it turns out they are all thinking <laughs> things about you. Ah! Or, you know, but regardless, Joe, quickly. Cosmic ray powers. Uh, I would just turn into a cosmic Spider-Man from Earth 13 because that's 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 if I'm going to do anything isn't celestial, the, that's going to be it. Isn't he the one with the Unipower? Yes, Captain Universe. Okay, yeah. Technically, that's not from Cosmic Rays, man. Technically, all things are from the universe. I don't know, man. Uh, according he to, wants uh, to he wants to be Spider-Man. According he to Mar- according to Spider-Man. Marvel, according to Marvel, we can play anything on Cosmic Rays or Any Gamma cos- Rays or Gamma Rays. Sometimes both. <laughs> We don't know what cosmic rays can do to people. If they can make you turn invisible, then uh, anything could happen. Maybe. Uh, Interestingly enough, I don't have an answer to my own question. Okay. Well, then let's move on to do our usual news and events type thing that we do. We do this every week because, I mean, we're we're here to talk about Blizzard and its games. And that's that's one of the ways we can tell you what's going on. Uh, It is, of course... The first Tuesday of the year and the first, it's the second day of the year as we're recording. So some stuff is just stuff ending. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, Diablo 2's 22 Nights of Terror is ending tomorrow as we're recording, which means if you're not listening to us live, it's over. Um, Probably, yeah. yeah. The Overwatch Winter Wonderland is ending on the 9th, which is, uh, since today is the 2nd, that's next Tuesday. So if you are listening to this live or recorded, you still have a little time to get in there. Uh, Liz, I heard you talking. A little time. Um, yeah, and we also just had uh, Wintervale and WoW and Midwinter Blight and Diablo 4 just wrapped up. So yeah. it's uh, we're kind of seeing the end of all of these holiday events. Yeah. I should point out, however, one new thing that we know about is that um, the Seeds of Renewal patch, patch 10.2.5, is coming on January 16th. Um, it's got a bunch of interesting little, little tidbits added into the game. There's going to be um, Dragon Riding is going to be worldwide. Um, we're getting, we're getting the Azerothian archives. Do we have a post about that on the site, right, Liz? Um, yeah, it, Azerothian archives feels like an archaeology event. Yeah, which is which is kind of weird because Blizzard sort of let archaeology died, but they're kind of making these events that are sort of interesting archaeology events. Well, they're world events, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, this is a world event where you go and you like. It's literally you're digging up history. In the Dragon Isles, and then you're bringing it back to these archivists yeah, doing it, these little mini I, quests in this world event. Yeah, it seems interesting to me because it might be a different way to approach archaeology. Instead of having it be a class mm-hmm. thing that you actually have to do in that way, you just have it be part of the game world, which is interesting, and I'm interested to see it. Um, we're also getting the epilogues, apparently, for the Dragon Isles, uh, which I wasn't expecting. Uh, but yeah, we're getting them in 10.2.5. We're going to get to see the last bits mm-hmm. of the Dragonflight story 
And then from from then until uh, the War Within comes out, we're basically just going to be waiting for what the War Within stuff is going to be. I guess we'll have the we'll have the pre-expansion patch that will start introducing us to War Within story. Do you think um, we're going to get in between stuff? I'm not sure. I mean, they said that they were going to do the, the the usual intro patch, so there's going to be that. Well, we got that roadmap, we do, right? Yeah, we, we do, do know we have a patch 10.2.6, which we know nothing about. We have a patch 10.2.7, which is called Dark Heart. And that, I mean, that kind of implies something. Yeah, but I guess um, like, the question then, is, do we think it's going to be a little more substantial? Or do we think it's going to be the traditional in-between stuff? I, mean, I even, don't know. Even the in-between patches lately have been pretty substantial. Um, uh, 10.2.7 has uh, what's called Harbinger quests coming. So it sounds like at least some kind of new quest line or maybe reimagined quest line. I don't know. Well, we and, know the Harbinger is what they're calling Zalatath. Mm-hmm. So, that so yeah. It might be related yeah. to that. It might not be, Ten- but it might be. Uh, 10.2.7 specifically lists Harbinger quests as a feature. So... Mm-hmm. I I think we're going to get some new story. They've been doing really substantial patches, even for these like many in between patch patches. I'm really excited to see what the 10.2.6 Skull and Crossbones is. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. That. I'm really yeah. looking forward to like us not drinking the poison because it's clearly marked with a warning. Uh, yeah. When when has that ever stopped us? I was going to say you you, you, act, you act like you have not played World of Warcraft before, Matt. Yeah, I often act like that because I'm trying to convince myself that the past 20 years of my life (laughs) haven't happened, that I'm not old. Eh, Well, but we're stuck with what we are. Speaking of being old, uh, Reclaiming Gilneas is coming out. Uh, That's going to be part of 10.2.6. I am... 10.2.5. Yes, 10.2.5, yes. You've got me thinking wrongly. It's my fault. Uh, We do. I should not have thought, but regardless, uh, I'm I've been I'm like actually like ridiculously excited for this. Um, I I very much want to see Gilneas get reclaimed and the mm-hmm. warden to finally have a place they can live, mm-hmm. and and I'm the also happy that on it is interesting. Yeah, between this and Belameth, both the night elves and the warden can go back to living someplace else, and Stormwind mm-hmm. can basically just be Stormwind again. Not that I, f- I actually liked that Stormwind had multiple groups living in it, but it also got the feeling very Orgrimmar-esque. Yeah. And, you know, I don't like all my cities feeling the same. So I like that they're going to, we're going mm-hmm. to see separated out areas again. Well, I'm also interested to see what it's going to be for uh, Gilneas because mm-hmm. with the Forsaken, for lack of a better term, retreating, w- I'm wondering what's there. I'm wondering what's waiting for us that we have to go through and clear out. Is it yeah, just, like, is it sentient ooze again, or is it something else? Well, I remember like the, if you played a rogue and you did the rogue legendary quests back in cataclysm, um, they did go back to Gunlaeus and there was a bunch of, uh, I guess, black dragons who were like building armies in there. So that could be a part of it as well. Like we, we don't know what's been going on in Gilneas over the past I mean, it hasn't been as mu- as long as it has actually been in our world, but it's been pretty close. Like we've had almost ten years, advantage. right? Yeah. So stuff's been going on in there this whole time. Uh, it would be interesting to see how this all works out, how it shakes out. What's what's there to reclaim? Like, is the city there? Like, you know, so, so lots of stuff we could get to see. That would be kind of cool. Mm. We're also going to get follower dungeons. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Which are the ones where you basically you could theoretically run a dungeon you and four NPCs, uh, and if you're mm-hmm. like a healer, that there'd be a tank and some DPS. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, it just I hope it's not Jared's Shadow Song trying to tank again. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope it's not the healer from the uh, the one that you, you remember when you were doing the ones back in uh, War, in Warlords of Draenor, the tr- the proving grounds, I guess they were called. Uh-huh. Oh, the wow, healer yeah. for that group, my word! <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but nobody was getting any health back, and they were getting continuous aggro. I was like, "Wow, how are they getting this much aggro when you don't heal anyone? <laughs> Does it just offend it's, them? It takes uh, it takes skill. It takes skill yeah. to do that." So we're going to get that. Uh, it, overall, I mean, there's also apparently the Love in the Air holiday update and additional Warlock Demon customizations uh, and Troll and Draenei customizations. I mean, I'm going to just say this. Can Trolls wear shoes now? Could you please? There's <laughs> no reason. There's no reason for them to be barefoot. They're not. They don't have hooves. And specifically, they were calling out the Warlock Tyrant and Dark Glare Demons are on their way. All right, cool. Uh, if you play a Warlock. I, I do not play a warlock, so I did not know that. But I do know that trolls need to wear shoes. I mean, they're probably getting rocks under their feet all the time. That does not that's not pleasant. I walked barefoot on the ground. I know that what it's we like. we can start a whole debate about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm yeah. saying they have to wear shoes. Customi- customization would option be, should yeah. be there. And there's there's some there's some boots out there that would make perfect sense. Like I'm walking around in some uh clod hoppers that are uh way 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 too big on my uh my little tiny blood elf and uh probably would be right at home on something with slightly larger formations of feet so yeah but regardless um that's basically the gist it's again it's not going to be till the 16th so you got a couple weeks um but it is it is coming so it's good to know that that's going to be happening um i think this saturday uh the 7th that's saturday right God, I can't uh, even remember time anymore. Um, it's time. Yeah, Saturday is the 6th. Sunday is the 7th. Okay, so Sunday, we're going to see the Dark Moon Fair restart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's weird. Why, why, why Sunday? 
Don't they usually do it on Saturday? Maybe they met sixth. I don't know. But regardless, Dark Moon Fair coming this week. Uh, so yay, if you like the Dark Moon Fair, you, you, you should get out there and do the various things that you do there. Like, for instance, the reputation stuff and the skill learning stuff. That's that's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I like the Dark Moon Fair. I, I don't go every time, but I usually go at least once every couple months. You know, just also for transmog, I'll, I'll be up front. I also to get some some replica gear for transmog. Of course, uh, it's true. It's true. Um, I should now now I have to switch to the the response to my letter from from Liz, so I don't miss stuff. Uh, <laughs> apparently, tomorrow the darkening of Tristan is starting in in Diablo three. It's it's the exact same thing it's always been. Yeah, uh, it's not changed, still. but it's still fun. I mean, you still get to do all the Diablo. For for people who want a Diablo remaster for the original Diablo, it's in Diablo three. They did it. It's their darkening of Tristan. It's it's that's what that is. Um, so go do that. I mean, it's not quite. It it doesn't have but, all of it, but it's a pretty big chunk. Yeah, I would actually like to see people get to play through the original Diablo, just because I think a lot of people don't remember the story. And there, there wasn't a lot of story. I mean, there was a story, but it was. You know, Diablo 1 was real skimpy on story and quests. Here, there's a city, there's evil stuff going on, and hey, I bet you like money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then then the end, the the end cinematic of Diablo, though, I mean, it's it's terrible. You can barely see what's going on, but it was such a gut punch the first time I played the game. And then my character went and did that, and I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Oh, my word. The bad was, idea, jeans. You are wearing them. That was like the first cinematic, I think, in any video game that really just hit me. You know, like you say, it's a gut punch. Um, I mean, can we can we spoil what happens in a thirty-something-year-old game? Yeah, I mean, because yeah. you, you you get to the end of Diablo One, you're out there fighting the Lord of Terror himself. You're chasing him through Tristram and through the Burning Hells. You finally catch up to him, you kill him, you rip the soul stone out of his body, you stare at that thing, and you think, what's the best thing I could do to keep this soul stone safe and contained? And your character apparently thinks, I could shove it in my own forehead. That's gonna work great, and it totally did, because it set us directly up for the plot of Diablo 2. Yeah, the Diablo plot of Diablo 2, where <laughs> nothing bad happens on account of you having stuck a demon soul stone in your forehead. So yeah, uh, yeah. But anyway, Diablo three, Dark Natristum. It's it's a lot of fun. You get to see the first uh, first um, butcher fight, which is such a fundamental part of the Diablo series. The butcher showing up. And it's fascinating to me that he is not he's not a big lore part of the game. He's just there. Yeah, he's just there. But he's just there. He's not there. It feels weird. <laughs> like you know, when the first time he appeared in Diablo four, I was very upset. Because, you know, I was in the middle of something and there he is. But also, at the same time, I was relieved. Because there he is. There's the Mm -hmm. butcher. Exactly what I was expecting him to be. A big, giant pain in my butt. There you go. Uh, So, yeah. That's that's happening. We're getting... um, Overwatch is adding hero mastery courses. This is not something I know what they are. Uh, Flat out. I don't play a lot of Overwatch. So, Joe and Liz will probably explain it to you. I don't know if Joe's gotten to play anything. Because I know you haven't gotten to play Overwatch in a little bit. I actually have not, uh, unfortunately. It's been, I know what they are. They're essentially courses that are designed to essentially showcase your skill with that particular character, and they're all challenges designed with that character's moveset in mind. 
Um, and in this particular case, it's going to be a five week event, uh, that is going to have, I think it's Lucio, May, Diva, Echo, and Genji, uh, courses available that as you move through those events, you'll earn cosmetics and, uh, you can also own or earn a ton of battle pass XP, uh, as well. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. I like when they do stuff like this because I think it helps showcase, some of the cooler and weirder things you can do with the hero powers like um, Lucio wall riding is such a huge thing, but whenever I'm playing it, I don't see people utilizing it nearly as much as I would expect. Um, whereas like I've been in like the Ilio map where the wells in the middle gotten myself bopped into it as Lucio and then wall rode my way back up um, because like I'm actually decent at that particular skill. Um, and th- I know the course for Lucio is going to showcase that. Um, or I, Mai's probably going to be using the wall to get to places that you wouldn't normally be able to get as that character or characters that don't have flight or like wall climbing abilities, like little things like that, that showcase some of the ingenuity that players in the community have been doing for a while now. So that's my, my two cents on it. Um, so Lucio is available now. May is available starting January 9th, Diva on January 16th, Echo January 23rd, and Genji on January 30th. And uh, so you're getting a, a new set of Hero Mastery courses every week throughout the month of January. I don't, I was expecting what you guys would be saying more. I, I just, that's, brain, that's all I have. That's my all brain I have. Up. My brain was like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, I, the next thing to talk about, I think for me, uh, I want to talk about the new gold sink we're getting. Um, Ms. Zulian, who's a, a Miss Pandaria, I think she's, isn't she kind of still at the black market auction house? Or is she not? Like, I, I'm not sure where she is looking at the map. Uh, Obsidian Enclave. No, no, she's actually in Valdrak. My, my bad. She's in Valdrak. I did not know that. She's, she's commuted to better display her wares where people are most likely to buy them. But um, the reason I'm mentioning her is because one of the things she'll be selling, she's selling a whole bunch of new looks uh, as we go into January, because I'm pretty sure we're going to get the, uh, the the Lunar Festival fairly soon, right? Like in February? Uh, or is yes, March? I'm going to have to look up. Uh, no, we're getting, we should be getting it soon. Yeah, but she's selling a bunch of interesting weapons that have models uh, that you may or may not know. In other like armor too. For example, there's the the Regal Griffin's uh, rider's headgear, which is it's you've seen it before, but it's a stylized helmet with a big Griffin plume on it. It's really cool. Um, one of the things she's got is the whispering temple blade, which is essentially a, a high definition remake of Quell Sarar. Like if you have Quell Sarar, you know what Quell Sarar looks like. It's like a, it's like Quell Sarar, but with the more 3d look that some world of Warcraft items have had in more recent years. Um, and I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it a lot. Like, oh my word. But I think it's still pretty cool. I just hate it because I have Quell Sarar. And this is not Quell Sarar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. not, there's nothing wrong with this sword. Um, but it is not, it's not actually Quell Sarar. It's just pretending to be. It's like, get, a, get out of Quell Sarar's pants. You don't have the right to call yourself <laughs> Quell Sarar. You're not Quell Sarar. Well, no, I'm the, I'm the gleaming, whispering temple blade. Like, hmm. But no, I think if you don't have it, it's a cool model. It's got a lot of detail, uh, in point of fact. It's even still got the... Quelsar had an interesting enchant on it. 
uh, it was part of the blade. You 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 could put another enchant on it, but it wouldn't it wouldn't displace this look. It's kind of like a light green glowing thing that kind of crawled up and down. This seems to have a golden version of it, uh, which is, like I said, interesting. I, I, I there's nothing wrong with the model, but you know, again, I I, I worked really hard for my Quelsarar those years ago, and and I I don't like it when it looks like Quelsarar's getting its place taken. However, yeah, it's it's cool. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff too, like the gilded scarab bulwark. That's really cool, in my opinion. The gold-plated witch hunter's uh, carbine, mm-hmm. which I I am positive I've seen this model. I think it's oh. from like the raids in uh, in Battle for Azeroth. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, lot- I like it. It's a cool looking gun. But I think, I think it should also be right. mentioned that a lot of these ones that are going to be available for gold are currently available on the trading post with different coloration. Yeah, I think they're all. These ones are all gold, are, are gold or gold attempts, uh, gold accents. Um, the Marauder King's body carver, which is a two-hand polearm, by the way, this is a model you've seen before. It's not mm-hmm. a new model, but it's sick. It is a really nice-looking polearm. Uh, it's just, it's very hoardy. Like this is something that I would feel really weird using as a lion. So I would still do it, but I would feel <laughs> a lot. Yeah, it's it's just it's got a nice it's almost a glaive, but it's off balance, which is really cool because it's it's a very this definitely feels like something an orc would make. Like an orc would say, "I've got these two axes and they're kind of broken. <laughs> I'm gonna glue them together and make one big cutting thing out of them." It's like, um, yeah, that guys, sounds all right. Yeah, are you guys feeling all right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're great. Okay, oh boy. Yeah, don't don't leave orcs alone with broken weapons because they don't see broken weapons as a as a heartbreaking thing. They see it as an opportunity, <laughs> and they're gonna make something terrifying out of that. But yeah, a lot of cool stuff. I thought I would want to mention that because you know it's it's a gold sink which we sometimes don't like, but I think we kind of have to realize that the economy of this game is very fragile and very easily broken by us, the crazy players. And so having gold sinks is good because it means we have a place for that gold to go. Um, instead of it just flooding into the market and making the, the most inexpensive things cost thousands upon thousands of gold. Um, I know that I was kind of annoyed this expansion at like having to buy fla- flasks for some of the, pr- not flasks. What do they call them now? Files. Files. Yeah. Files. The files were, were getting pricey. Um, but yeah, that's, that's handled. So we can talk about the wow trading post because Joe mentioned it earlier and Liz has a mention for it here. The, uh, Post enthusiast achievement, which is the one you get for doing 12 months of trading posts. So if you skipped like four months of trading posts, like I did, <laughs> you're going to have to wait four months. Um, but you, you do 12 months of trading posts and you get 500 bonus traders tinder and, uh, you know, an achievement. So that's both, both are cool. Achievements are cool. Um, I don't you get a mount too. Isn't there uh, a mount for this? That's, that's the, that's the transmog. That's the warden transmog is the primary oh. reward for the achievement. Okay, so there you go. You get the Warden Transmog. I need to check on that because I definitely got a bunch of attendees, but I don't remember getting the uh, the achievement pop-up. Yeah, hmm. it's part of the reward for the trading post, and according to uh, the Blizzard post on the subject. That's what I'm looking at right now. And for um, and for those at home, yes, I do call them attendees, and yes, I think of them like chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem I have is that I don't think of chicken nuggets as chicken nuggets. I think of them as the the dinosaur nuggets. So when you say that, yes. now I'm thinking of little tiny, di- tiny chicken dinosaurs going, <laughs> they're made out of the flesh of our own children. <laughs> it's a weird uh, thing. You guys are making chicken tenders into dinosaur shapes and they are dinosaurs. It's weird. 
Uh, anyway, so that's happening. Um, and finally, this thing that Liz posted, I'm actually going to try to get Liz to talk about it because it's kind of cool. And I, I want to go look at the thing while we're talking about it is uh, the Diablo folks posted like a year in review kind of thing. Just all the stuff that, that they've done, the stuff that's happened in, in terms of numbers, you know, the kind of thing. Um, Liz, do you want to read these or do you want me to do it or what? Uh, sure. I gotcha. Um, so Diablo four, the year in numbers, total monsters killed one trillion. I mean, that sounds that sounds kind of low to me, actually, because you're, you know, if you log on to Diablo 4 for like an hour, you're going to kill 10,000 demons. I mean, that's just how it works. You're killing so many demons all the time. Uh, deaths by the Butcher, which we were just talking about the that guy earlier. 37 million. I don't know. Does it, I, I don't know. Maybe that seems low. That guy's uh, he's a killer. He's designed to be a killer. Hardcore player deaths, 2.4 million uh, for those sad, sad people amongst us who have died to lag and bugs. And I'm going to be not... upfront. I started a hardcore character and I got okay. that character up to 47. And oh, when, that char- when that character died, it was my own fault. I can't blame <laughs> lag because I wasn't having any lag. I can't blame the game being imbalanced because while it is, uh, it, this was purely just me being stupid and riding my mount directly into a group of what looked to be 47 demons. And they were hitting me before I could even get off the mount. And I forgot the button to make you jump and hit everybody. Mm-hmm. I forgot which button it was. So I'm like, Oh God, oh, which no. button? And finally when I got off my mount. I did my best, but Nope, they got me. And, and fair, I, fair dues to you demons. Yep. You killed me fair and square. It, those deaths are usually it's you're overconfident. You went in, you just... I was eating a sandwich. No, uh, I was <laughs> eating a sandwich while riding my mount, and I just... The best part is the sandwich ended up on the floor because I'm like, ah! <laughs> just, no, no, that one was all me. But it did make me realize I definitely am not the really the target audience for hardcore mode. Uh, me neither. Me neither. And uh, the two most popular classes in the game, though they do not give us any numbers on this, and I am really curious... Two most popular classes, Sorcerer and Necromancer. I can't say I'm surprised, Joe. Not really surprised, no. Uh, Sorcerer has been one of the most powerful classes since day one. And Necromancer is just such an iconic Diablo class. No, no. wrong. Let's be upfront. Necros were tanks for most of the, at least before season one. If you were leveling before season one, Necros were unkillable. Like, you had to work to die. You you had to be trying very hard. Yes, it's very difficult to die as a necromancer, and there are ways to make yourself even tankier than you are by default. Yes, I am currently playing my third necromancer, and my only deaths have also been to my own stupidity and hubris. But, uh, you you can't kill me. It's it's fine. I did it already. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Yeah, over the weekend I was playing a lot of Diablo 4 and I went in and I'm like level 63 and I decided to do the the capstone dungeon, the world tier, the capstone dungeon to unlock world tier 4, which is the it's like everything in the capstone dungeon is level 70. So I went and I did that, that wasn't a problem. And then I got into, you know, the actual you know, world tier four, everything, the lowest, the low end there is level 75. 
And it's like, okay, this is okay, because I'm a necromancer and I cannot be killed. Uh, actually, yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of the end of the my story. I'm sorry. <laughs> I came to an abrupt stop because I yeah, have nothing else to I'm do. I'm a necromancer I'm... and I can't be killed. Um, oh, well. <laughs> anyway, da-da-da-da. Uh, so, yeah, I think it, that's it. Yeah. It, it was rough going for a while, being level 63 in a world where everything is level 75. It, it was a little tricky when you ran into multiple elites, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I have survived. I have persevered and I'm now level 78. I want to say congratulations. So I'm going to congratulations. Um, the, the, the interesting thing about that is we're a month away from the end of the season, a little less than a month. Yeah. And level 78 is the highest I have ever gotten any character in Diablo. My season one character got to level 78 and then it was like, okay, season's over. My preseason character got to level 78 and it's like, oh, season one is launching. I got to go play season one. So this is as far as I've ever gotten. And uh, I mean, leveling is so fast. Leveling is so much faster than it used to be. I'm definitely. Will I actually get a character to level 100 this month? It's possible. It feels possible. Maybe I won't, but it feels it. It's something I could maybe do. Which yeah. it has not felt that way before. I mean, I got a hardcore character into the 40s. Leveling is definitely quicker. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think at that point, that's pretty much what we've got here for in terms of news and events. So we're going to basically move on and do something else. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And that something else is going to be emails and questions from you guys. Uh, as is usually the case, if you have a question for the show, you can get to, to us in one of various ways. Um, if you have one of the black feathers, you can open a rift and send your question directly to me through the Plains of Mordoth. But if you don't, uh, you can email it. Uh, you can email it at podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast or Blizzard Watch. So we know it's for this show. We got a, a really rocking question for Lore Watch, and I didn't take it. I appreciate I, that. I feel bad mm -hmm. about it. Like right now, I'm thinking I could have taken that question. It was just right there. But no, I didn't <laughs> do it because uh, it's a new year and I'm trying to be a better person. I'm going to fail, but I got like, at least it's the second day. I appreciate day. Got, your effort. I'll send you a yeah. reward. Maybe, a, maybe you know, a nice cookie. Yay. Uh, also, um, by the way, have you seen the video of the woman who comes to her house and finds a cookie on her like ledge? And it turns out that she's been feeding a squirrel and that squirrel went and stole a cookie for her. And put it on the, it's on her security Listen, video of the squirrel doing that. Before we get into questions, life advice, make friends with squirrels and crows and you will never have a problem. They will solve everything for you. 
Yes, <laughs> and possibly it will be terrifying for other people. Oh, but yes. for you, it'll be great. Um, but again, it, you can send that question through our email. Um, if you have a squirrel, I mean, you know, <laughs> let's see what happens. But uh, also, if you'd rather just ask us on Discord, we have two channels on Discord. One is for our patrons because, you know, you guys, we love you. You are like spiky bear hugs, and we, we absolutely adore you. And we love that you give us money so we can keep doing this because this is a thing we want to keep doing. And you guys have made it possible. Thank you very much. So we have a channel for just for you, uh, the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel. And we look in there first. Uh, we got most of our questions from there this week. Um, but if you're not a patron, you still want to get a question to us. We totally understand Not everybody can be a patron for various reasons. Um, so you can go to the, the Q and podcast questions channel for non-patrons and you can ask your question there. Um, this week we've got a, a assortment of questions. So, um, I'm having a really bad eye week this week. So I'm going to ask you guys to rotate again on, on reading them. Um, Liz, do you mind taking the first one? Sure. The first question is from KTS Stories. Question for the Blizzard Watch podcast. I suspect y'all might take this even further than I'm about to suggest, but what do you think of loosening heritage armor restrictions so groups with shared heritage armor, for example, Torin and High Mountain, Dwarves and Dark Iron, or Blood Elves and Void Elves, could transmog the armor of their close kin? I think keep the original unlocks, but maybe add quests for each group to unlock the ability to share with the others especially with groups like the Dwarven clans, our Tauren tribes, where a lot of story has been devoted to reunions of those groups. I am, of course, always for more transmog. I think the only problem here is that it's just like KTS points out that, you know, some of these uh, groups have had kind of reunion stories. Some of them have not, like Blood Elves and Void Elves, not friends. Yet. Not not friends. Well, yeah, that's true. Maybe there's a maybe there's we a have epilogues coming. Oh, that's I'm I'm big on let's all get along, let's hug it out, let's be friends, let's have more transmog. That's that's me. What about y'all? It, honestly, my gut feeling on this is I like the idea of unlocking your heritage armors and things like that, but I personally feel that once you have them unlocked on your account everybody on your account that can wear that type of armor should be able to transmog into it. You've hmm. earned it. I don't think there's a reason not to, especially in a world like Warcraft, where the reality is when you are in the middle of like, I don't know, a foreign land, in this case, Dragonflight, your armor gets damaged. You can't find a blacksmith to repair what you have. You pick up what's around you and adapt it to yourself. And that's sort of a very fantasy-esque thing. So why the heck not? Why the heck can't my dark iron heritage armor be worn by, you know, that night elf warrior over there because they found this really cool plate spalder just kind of like laying around and it's in pretty good shape and I can incorporate it into my armor. Like it, it would it would make sense to me to just kind of once you earn it, just let it be account wide for you in particular. Do you have an opinion, Matt? I'm a mean one, Mr. Grinch. I think you guys are generous, but I don't support your idea. No, I, I just don't. I, I don't want that. I don't want mm. I don't want to see Highborn wearing uh night nightborn wearing night elf heritage armor or night elves wearing nightborn heritage armor if they, they don't have it yet, do they? No, they do because they have their own yeah, they do. Um I just don't and I don't have a reason aside from I feel like these things are specific to and special rewards for uh, the, the the groups that won them. 
that you know you have to go do a bunch of quests to even get it um or you have to get your your allied race character up to max level and it just feels to me like it's not i don't feel a compelling reason for my night elf to wear dwarf armor because sure i'd find a shoulder piece on the beach but i mean think about it dwarves are like four and a half feet tall and i'm like seven feet tall (laughs) your your shoulder armor is my wrist guard um so i i don't know i i I think that you both have a much more generous and a, probably a better mindset for the health of the game. And I'm not, I'm not happy that I have this instinctive revulsion at this idea. And I don't feel it for everybody. Like I could see gnomes and mecha gnomes trading off just fine. Because mm-hmm. from the min- minute they met, gnomes and mecha gnomes weren't, weren't having any problems. Well, also technically, according yeah. to the storyline, they're sort of like one, one unified people. Now. Yeah, they're one kingdom. So I could see like gnomes letting you know mecha gnomes wearing gnome armor to like kind of cover up the whole you know half of me is robot now um for some who weren't comfortable with it and for that matter i could see some some regular old gnomes wearing mecha gnome armor in solidarity for them you know like you know you know Mm. yeah you went through a bad thing man i'm totally down with you and your strange uh robo limbs um doors and dark iron i think i don't actually have a problem with that one but I do think that any rapprochement between dwarves and dark iron needs to come with a lot of sarcastic japery. Like they should never be the kind of friends who just buddy, buddy. They're the kind of friends who poke each other. <laughs> if you got a dark iron and a regular, like um, uh, a wild hammer or, or a bronze beard dwarf hanging out, the bronze beard should be constantly little jabs and the dark iron just sits there and waits a bit. And then when they're sipping their drink goes, says something really cutting like they go come on man i'm just telling a little joke to you yes very little sort of thing <laughs> and the wild hammer will constantly be if you don't both stop it i'm going to hit both of you just knock it off drink your beer and then let's go kill something uh so i don't know that i want to see them wearing the same gear but i can't come up with a the physically there's no reason they couldn't and for that matter moira if could, could she wear dark iron heritage gear she's their empress mm-hmm you know what I mean? Like, you're going to tell the em- the empress that she can't, the the mother of you know the the the, the upcoming you know emperor. Uh, so yes, the blood elves, void elves, absolutely. I could see why you wouldn't want that. Um, story 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 wise, I understand the separation. It's just mechanically, if if it's something that you feel strongly about, you just don't have to participate in that portion. No, of it, right? I know, and that's 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 why I said, I don't necessarily like this impulse that I feel, yeah, but I do okay. feel like for a lot of them that, that it is an impulse that I feel like, I especially feel it for like night elves. Like I would be mad if the highborn, I mean, not the highborn, the nightborn wore our armor. Like you, mm-hmm. you, that's armor. We developed after we gave up the stuff you kept and are currently, you know, rolling around in your magic city while we just finally got someplace to live after you helped blow up our old place. No, you don't get to wear that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if I had like a Nightborn character and a Night Elf character, I would find it the height of aggression as a as a Nightborn to wear that armor. That's me telling you that I, that's how little I think of you, and so that would bug me. But again, that's just like one. That's like just there's lots of reasons why people should just get to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Like, I got some I, I bad do, news for you about Bellameth. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it's there, and I know I know there are other people there, Horde and Alliance. No, I'm I'm well aware of the story of Bellameth. I'm just uh, for some people it would not be so yeah. easily done. Which makes so, sense. Yeah, yeah. But again, I I feel like you guys have a more generous and a, probably a better for the game idea. Whereas mine is based purely in like just mm, old man on old man yells at cloud. Take off my armor. 
So yeah, that, that's that's where I am on that one. I mean, the thing is, I I think it's a neat idea. I don't think Blizzard is likely to do it. Agreed. I don't think I don't think, I don't think this do is going to be unlocked. I don't think they're likely to do it anytime soon. Hmm. But I've said before they weren't going to do stuff, and now they have done it. So you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's you never true. know with, with this game the way it is. They're not going to do it in 2024, and they're probably not going to do it in 2025, but eventually they might very well do it. Yeah. But I think that means we're going to move on to our next question here, which is from Zool, Mr. Blindside. We are in the third season for PvP this X-Pack and have a gear set each time that has upgraded twice. Crimson, Obsidian, and now Verdant. When is slash will there be a fourth season, and will it get an upgraded gear set as well? I'm pretty sure they said there was going to be a fourth season. Yeah. Uh, when they yeah, do the, we, yeah, they, they, they're definitely doing a fourth season. Yeah. I, sorry. Go ahead, Liz. I mean, I assume there will be a new series of upgrades. I mean, we aren't going to get new tier sets or anything like that because we aren't getting a new raid. We've got the final raid tier, but we're getting another season with faded raids or something along those lines. But I mean, I assume they're going to, I assume yeah, they're going to follow. Four. Uh, season four, the Dragonflight raids revisited, new PvP season, new Mythic Plus season, new open world rewards. So it almost certainly we're going to get a new PvP set as well. I guess the question is, what do you think the name's going to be of it? Because you have your Crimson, obviously, for the, the Red Dragonflight. You have Obsidian for the Black Dragonflight. Verdant for the Green Dragonflight. Which do you think will oh, be the flight that point. represents the fourth the fourth oh, wow. uh, PvP season? I think it's going to be uh, something to do with the Bronze Dragonflight. Uh-huh. So it's the, like the blues chronic. getting left out. I think it'll be the blues. Well, the blues are sort of like they their story happened already very very early. Yeah, and I yeah. think the Mal or not sorry Malgos the um infinite dragonflight story sort of just wrapped up this past season. Yeah, that's true. So like it's still kind of fresh, and I think they're most the most likely to maybe get it. So that's my opinion. It could be it could be blue. It could be it could be azure uh, as the final upgrade, but. It's going to be the proto drakes, um, the incarnates that are following Duranoff, and they're going to all all their armor is going to be based around tiny little arms. You know what? I'd be okay with that. Put tiny little arms on my on the breastplate. I'm in. I'm out. I'm there. Yeah. Those tiny little arms can actually hold an additional weapon. <laughs> you've, got, you've got a little weapon being held right in front of your chest. Like, what is that for? I don't know. It'd make it a little harder for you to get me in the face. Yeah, but I don't think there's anything else to add to that one, unless there's any anything you guys want to add on. I think there is definitely going to be a new set. I definitely think yeah. there's, they're going to do that because that's what they do for seasons. And season four for Dragonflight is definitely the, it's kind of the wrap up consolidation season, uh, mm. but it is still a season. And there, you know, however long it's going to be, I don't think it, I think it'll be very similar to what they did in Shadow Shadowlands, where it was shorter than you might expect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was, it's going to be there. Um, we're going to be doing like, you know, they're going to bring in the new raids and stuff. So they're going to need, they're going to need to also provide progression for PVP. And one of the ways that PVP gets progression is, is gear with, you know, new stuff on it. So I'm actually really looking forward to that though. Like I'm looking forward to not just the game being in like, it's, I don't want to say cooldown phase, but uh, that fourth season, I really liked faded raids last expansion. I thought that was a lot of fun and it was an excuse for us to keep doing things as a guild. Uh, and I'm kind of looking forward to that as again here. Like, I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm also very curious how that's all going to shake out and what FXs are going to be and things like that. Sorry, you mentioned faded raids and I'm like, <laughs> it's in my head now. I'm like, I'm going to think about is squirrel. 
Yeah, but it's also an excuse for some of us to, to play alts as well and do some other things that maybe we didn't get to do during the main story or, or whatever the case is. So I always look forward to that. And maybe PvP will be the thing that I try this in Season 4 because I haven't PvP'd in a while. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Next question is from Azurloon. Anyone think that the tunnels between Loch Modan and the wetlands are big enough to drag and race through? Not sure the layout is feasible. But what a run it would be if we could. What race course locations would you like to see in old zones? I want to race the tram tunnel connecting Stormwind and Ironforge as well. Do not crash into the oncoming tram. Good luck and try not to die. Um, I, I'm afraid I do not think about this very much because I am so bad at dragon riding. You talked about the tunnels between Lachmodan and the wetlands, and I can see how that would be super cool. But I would also just constantly run in the walls until I ran out of vigor. And then I would be like walking along until the dragon riding race reset on me because I'm not flying. And uh, yeah, that gets that gets frustrating when you're real bad at dragon riding. But you're trying, you're trying your best. Uh, what about you, Matt? Black Rock Mountain. Oh, you start cool. off, you fly in through the top. Where there's the whole, you know, Rectnefarian throne and the big, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go down the tunnel into Blackrock de- Descent, you know, where Nefarian had a second raid back in Cataclysm, and you mm-hmm. you basically fly straight down where the Elevator of Death is and do the circuit, and then you actually have to fly back up and out the way you flew out when you left the raid on back of a dragon all those years ago, which would then take you to the upper black rock spire, which you would then fly through going through all those rooms and so forth until you got to the lower black rock spire. And then you would fly through that whole area till you finally hit, um, black rock descent, which was of course put underneath black rock spire dungeons, even though it was much later, you'd fly through that, which would then take you out into, um, black rock depths, the uh, the Dark Iron City, and you'd need to get through that and to the original throne chamber of Thorasan to get a special switch. You'd have to hit with your with your mount on your way by to open up the passage to Molten Core, which you would then fly all the way through. So it'd be this enormous series of tunnels to fly through. Uh, it would be awful. I would smash into walls constantly, but it would also be amazing because it would be like, oh wow, this thing's a crazy, this is a crazy ride. And there'd be lots of interesting things like putting in new kinds of things to fly your mount through. Like imagine if you there was a thing up there that you could 
fly your mount through. And as long as you got it, you could then dive into the lava and come out somewhere else because you're completely protected from the lava by the magical rune you just passed through. And if you didn't hit that, then it's going to take you longer because you can't use the lava shortcut. So there's lots of possibilities. I'm going to say Black Rock Mountain. I would be down for anything in that context of like tunnel racing. Uh, I think it would be cool. I think it would be it would be incredibly difficult to implement well, though, I think would be the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liz brings up a really good point. Like think of think of flying into Zerilek caverns and how many people had a problem with it. So they put in a teleport. Right, like there's ways to get into Zerilek Caverns that don't involve you having to actually fly through. I remember people in our guild complaining about like getting lost or turned around in just that tunnel by itself. Um, and some people had no problem with it whatsoever. But I kind of like the idea that Matt put forward where you sort of do a best highlight run of like a raid or something like that. Think about doing that through like Alduar, right? Like a course set in Alduar. Oh. Because mm-hmm. that's wow. a huge, expansive area. You could put up a bunch of places. And now we're talking pie in the sky because we're talking about developing specifically for races oh, yeah. right here. Um, there's so many areas in Alduar that we just didn't get to see. There was no, like we can see them from afar, but like imagine zooming through the mountains and through like the Titan structures and things like that. And maybe imagine zooming doing Mimorod's in and out of tram run. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. literally running, running over that tram that goes from the, the, the heart of Alduar out to Memoron's workshop. Or diving into the pieces of the engine that sit below it or some mm-hmm. of the tunnel work of like the maker's engine and things like that. There's Heck, a you lot- could do it instead of just instead of doing it as Alduar, you could literally do it as Storm Peaks because just using those tunnels because there's enormous yeah. tunnels all through Storm Peaks. And those tunnels are big enough that you could really easily fly through them. In uh, fact, I was going to suggest something. When she was talking about doing uh, the, the wetlands ones, getting to the wetlands mm-hmm. from Lakwadan, and you talked about them being a little narrow, I was like, what mm-hmm. if we find more tunnels that like old, oh, the, yeah. the t- Titan construction tunnels yeah. between all the places that you know we know are Titan related, like Nomragon, uh, Grim Batal, uh, I can't remember Ironforge's name suddenly. There we are, Ironforge. Thank you, Brain. Um, <laughs> you know, but you could actually like go through all those places. You could you could really broaden it out. You could make it like a series of races too, um, where it doesn't have to just be do all this stuff in one go. It could be like the you know the, this this one is the you know the Oldowar run. Or this, this one is, this is the, the Storm Peaks run. Yeah, the Kazmodan you know? Cup or something like that. Like yeah, oh yeah, could, I dig it. I, I listen. So I guess what we're saying is we could come up with a lot of ideas. I'm still hoping that one day we're going to get dragon riding races that are done basically like Mario Kart, where like I can throw blue shells <laughs> at people because I really want to do that while I'm just flying around and have the. Do you remember? Me. Do you remember in Shadowlands? There's the thing where you're riding on a thing and then you can throw a spear and yes. leap over there. Yes. Imagine being able to do that to somebody while dragon riding. <laughs> I, I and this comes from a place like and and mostly I just kind of want to get your guys' thoughts on it now that we're coming towards the end of the expansion and we're on this topic. I've actually grown to really appreciate dragon riding as an alternative. Like, I think it has potential to be a lot of fun. I think mm-hmm. it it's not without its problems. And it, it, it is definitely something where I'm glad they put uh, accessibility modes in for, like, quests that require it and stuff like that. But as a feature, I wouldn't mind seeing it expanded in the future or maybe, like, added to. Because I think it's well, a, it's got some potential to, like, just be really neat. I mean, if you're talking about expanded in terms of being able to do it with more mounts, we already know they're doing that. The, the new feature in War Within is basically dragon riding for everything. 
I mean, like expanding like content specifically yeah. for like races and things like that. I think it would be interesting if they had content. Like one of the things that I, I really want to see is kind of like a a kind of weird triathlon or like the biathlon, which is skiing and shooting things. <laughs> which is always been to me the weirdest things. But imagine a dragon riding race where you dragon ride to an area. You then have to, to say, kill 10 things and get their hooves. Then you have to fly to another area. Now you have to liberate the area from the, the rampaging fire ogre. Then you have to go to, like, imagine if it was like an adventures. And it, if you, it, it's like, you have to get there as fast as possible. Then you have to like kill the thing as fast as possible and get to the next place. And that's, you get a ta- an overall time, but you also get points for like, how well do you kill them? Like, did you do something cool when you killed them? Or did you just, you know, fireball, 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 I'm gone. Like, so you can break like a real sport out of it. Like again, kind of like the biathlon, except skiing and shooting becomes flying and hacking at things with a great sword or fireball, <laughs> fireball, fireball. Um, I definitely think there's room for weird stuff like that, like wacky races type stuff. Do you remember wacky races? I do. Yeah, like wacky races type stuff. Like you mentioned Mario Kart, but wacky races was way wackier. Or even twisted metal type stuff. That might be a little too dark. <laughs> well, don't do it. Like, yeah, don't do it like twisted metal. We have like haunted, you know, haunted clown ice cream trucks. I just mean, like, imagine if you had like a demolition derby dragon riding thing where while you you mentioned the blue shells imagine if seriously like it becomes gladiator combat while you're up there um and your dragons are fighting and you're fighting uh, i don't know there's a lot of potential i don't know liz what do you think i'm into it so long as i don't have to do it myself because i am one of those people who is so bad at dragon riding i love these ideas do you know like a mario kart style thing um did Either of you play, I played a lot of SSX, which was a snowboarding tricks game. Yep, yep, yep. What if you had something like that for dragon riding? Tony Hawk's dragon riding, let's go. Yes, yes. That'd be great. Kick, kick, flip your dragon, let's go. (laughs) Well, imagine too, imagine if you had a dragon riding thing, since your dragon is a sapient being, you could have Mm -hmm. tricks that were like, he flies you up. You jump off him and he has to catch you. Yeah, you do like the how to train your dragon type stuff, right? Like yeah, that's that's absolutely. what you do. I'd be into that. Yeah. I would be that so would, into that. That's a cool idea. I I I I would also probably not want to do that one because you know, blind guy, I have a real hard time seeing things. But yeah, no, it would be great. I honestly as long as think it, I just want it to reward me like tendies at the end of the at the end of the uh, the event instead of like points. Like I'm fine with that. Yeah, as as long as it's not like, you know, like you know, you get the best weapon in the game by doing this. I, I don't, I don't want that. Uh, but I do want people to, to have cool optional activities to pursue. Uh, I think, like I've said, I've said it a hundred times. Um, my favorite non-essential activity that they ever put into the game was 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 pet battling. Yeah, which I don't do at all. I've never done it. I don't want to do it, and I don't have to do it. It's there if you want it, and if you don't want it. You can ignore it, and I think that is perfect. Optional. So I think that yeah, the more things that you add to the game, but making them optional is always better. Like that's why I like like the traders post and stuff like that because it like gives you things that you can go and do, it gives you incentive to go and do stuff in the game world, but you don't have to. You can ignore it if you want. Yeah. Um Pat is a great example of that, and then as long as they make it optional, whatever they add. But yes, I would be I would be super happy if they would give us something like that or give us the the Mario Kart double dash. And Liz, you can just ride on my dragon with me while I fly around and you can just murder people. I'm into it. See, yes. Problem solved. Yeah, (laughs) that's a win win. 
But um, do you think we have time for one more? Oh, guys? we we have time for the last question here. I think. All right. Well, mm. you're up, then. All right. Also from Azure Lene, toys. So many toys and wow. What are some unique standouts or personal favorites in your collection? Any you use every time you play? Any you only use on a specific character and no one else? Any you really want but just haven't gotten around to getting yet? Thanks as always. Toys. For me, it's the Hearthstones. I love the new Hearthstones that they've been adding into the game, and I classify those as toys because they're collectibles that just have a cosmetic effect. Um, yes, they teleport you whether on the same cooldown, blah, blah, blah. But I've really been getting into them since they started adding them into the game. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're a really, really cool thing, and I go out of my way to use specific ones on specific characters, whatever matches my m- mental story for the character or whatever the aesthetic is. Um, I also really like the champion light where you like just hold your weapon up and a big beam comes out of nowhere and just like illuminates you as if it was like the middle of a comic book or like an anime. Uh, those I use all of the time. If you go back to some of my old posts on the site where I would take screenshots, I use that a lot because one, it lit up the scenes and two, I always thought it was hilarious to just be sitting in the middle of like, Oh, here's this giant battle going on behind me. I'll just do this. And it's just me standing there posing for the camera. Like I love stuff like that. Um, but those those are my favorite types of toys. What about you, Liz? Uh, well, I have to say the most practical, most important toy in my toy box is the Transmorpher oh, Beacon. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, you know, it summons uh, a transmog vendor, essentially, where you can. It's super crucial for when you're in the middle of a raid and you've just gotten a new piece of armor and it's perfect, but it clashes with your transmog. Mm-hmm. So. You have to fix that immediately. This lets you do that. Um, but probably my favorite toy, the one that is after after many, 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 many years, still still on my hot bars so I can click it when I need it, is the rainbow generator. Which, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it spawns a beautiful rainbow between you and your current target. I love doing it's, that in raid a- when like 8,000 of us spontaneously do that. It's it's a big Care Bear stair thing going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's 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 the it's the choice toy, and it's it's at its best when you have a team of people who follow you when you start with the rainbow. Yeah, Matt, it's your what turn, about Matt. You? Um, there is a certain category of toys that I call the Orb of Deception and its family. Yes, um, anything that lets you do something like look like another member of a different faction, whether it's the Orb of the Cinderai, the Orb of the Deception, the the one that turns you into a fire druid whose name I can't remember, but which I have something Lyara, Lyara's Locket, maybe. Yes, yeah, Lyara's um, Locket. There's the one that can turn you into an ice dwarf. I've got that one. Um, the one that turns you into an ogre. Because there's like one is like oh so and so's mask and you turn into a one that just puts a big fake stupid looking ogre hat on you, which is also great. There's the one that um, lets you turn into one, your pet. Yeah, I don't have that one because I don't have a pet. Um, but I do have like I've got a bunch for transforming my character into various things. I've got the one where I I apparently stick a demon infested crystal in my forehead, uh, mm-hmm, thus mm-hmm, proving mm-hmm. that you know anything we reference <laughs> will eventually come back. But I've got. I've got a bunch of them, and I, I like using all of them. Um, I even like the Orb of the Cinderai because the Orb of the Cinderai allows me to basically be wearing a bunch of Alliance gear as a Blood Elf and confuse. Like, I guess we just got talking about me, the whole Heritage Armor thing. I'm like, no, I don't like it. But then once I got the Orb of the Cinderai, I started using it constantly to, to take screenshots of 
of what looks like a blood elf wearing Alliance armor. So I am a massive hypocrite. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like all these different kinds of deception toys. They are the toys I enjoy. Um, also, honorable like mention to the... Uh, so I was saying, on, uh, on that same thing, honorable mention to the jewel crafting prism that lets mm-hmm. you swap appearances with people. Yeah, and mm-hmm. there's the there's also one that'll let you... Uh, there's also ones that are like subsets like that let you like just do weird stuff to yourself, like pop yourself into a big piece of amber mm-hmm. um, and just go, ah, for a while if, you, if that's what you want to do. Um, runner up after all the various deception toys is my train smasher. Yes. I love because, when they added that to the damn game. It was so good. Yeah. Because for a long time, there was that whole thing where the train would come out and people would, you know, you'd be forced to be doing the dance thing. And I didn't enjoy it. Uh, so when I had the ability to drop that guy and just, he goes over and goes, no, stop it. Bad. And you know, I, I, I enjoy him. So he's, he's my backup. Um, but yeah, for me, it's the various orb of deception, like uh, items that allow you to do things like turn your torn into a gnome. Uh, and, and I'll tell you right now, when you're PVPing as a gnome, man, you're a torn, but you turned yourself <laughs> into a gnome to PVP. Everyone gets confused. Mm-hmm. Um, no one knows what's going on. They're like, why is this gnome killing me? Uh, shouldn't he be on my side? Oh my no. So yeah, there's just a, a, a lot of that kind of stuff is my, is my jam. So to speak. So yeah, I would definitely say that. Yeah. And I guess that wraps us up. Well, friends, blizzard watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreoncom slash blizzard watch. Your continued support means that this podcast lighting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast with a queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you to Joanne Liz both for being here and helping make the show so amazing. Thank you to all you guys for listening to the show and making it happen, uh, because you know we really appreciate that. I'd like to remind you all that you can send us your questions. Uh, you can use our email address. Uh, podcast at blizzardwatch.com with subject being podcast or blizzardwatch so we know it's for the show or you can hit up one of our discard channels uh the q and podcast questions channel for everybody if you're not a patron and the patron q and podcast questions channel for patrons so we know to look there first uh thank you guys so much for being here with us this has been the blizzard watch podcast and we'll see you next week 